For the Al Heron Talks Ooh. podcast, yeah. all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, we've got the the podcast rolling, and uh, and I have um, the, the setup here for those who are uh, hearing about our podcast for the very first time. Is that what we wanted to do was create something that uh, people can listen to and that they can be uh, entertained, educated, and encouraged, right? And hopefully, it'll le- we at least do one of those things at each episode. But the, the intent. Let's do all three. Nobody wants to listen to a boring podcast or anything like that. So we want to be entertaining, but we also want at the end of the podcast, um, someone feels like they learned something, they've been encouraged, they've they've added a, a skill, uh, better forward, a better forward. Better, yeah, there you go, there you go, there you go. That's what we want. So, uh, and that's the the subject. And today, uh, I want to introduce a couple of people. So. Uh, first, let me start with Marcella. Marcella is our producer, so she's handling the uh, the board and, and handling the edits and all that good stuff. So the, that finished product that you hear uh, is is all because of Marcella. And I don't, I don't say Marcella's last name because it's, it gets <laughs> kind of complicated. Just put it. But, but, y'all, but y'all know who Marcella is, is right? Right. She, she's our she's the guru behind the scenes, and of course. We have a ride in shotgun with us. Hopefully, she'll be doing it with us for a while. Is Miss Benita Love, who is one of the outstanding agents at Monument Realty. So, if you have any real estate needs, you might want to reach out to this young lady. She's she's outstanding. So, we'll we'll make sure you have her contact information. But what we want to do on these shows, we will always have a guest that we'll bring in. So sometimes there'll be people that you know you've heard of. Today it's not, you know, it's, we, it's probably our number, you know, when we try to figure out who we want on the first show. And so we probably had a list of about 10 people that, like, if we can get them, that'd be cool. But so Johnny's probably number 37. <laughs> 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 nah, just kidding. No, we like Johnny. Kind of kid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Johnny Collins is, uh, is, is one of those cats that uh, if you have the opportunity to meet him, and especially if you are a business person aspiring business person, somebody trying to do something substantial uh, in the world of business. He is an entrepreneur's entrepreneur. This cat right here has been able to build uh, a title uh, company, title companies uh, under uh, his company umbrella and has done exceptionally well in a field that, uh, you know, is not, uh, not necessarily kind to everybody who jumps in and tries to build something like this. And Johnny has uh, community national uh, title uh, here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, but he also has places outside of here as well. We'll let him introduce himself in just a minute. But the reason we wanted him today is because there are a few people that I know, people that are accessible, I should say. Uh, you know, you'll hear people on podcasts, on television, and things like that. But Johnny is one of those guys that's accessible. I can reach Johnny. And we've struck up a good friendship over the years. And the cool thing about Johnny is Johnny will tell you like it is. It's not much <laughs> in the way of a filter. Uh, and he'll just yeah, kind of get straight to it. And he has the ability, almost like a, um, 
you know, one of those great uh, uh, firms out there that does a lot of uh, consulting uh, of Fortune 500 companies. Well, he'll do that with you without having to be a Fortune 500 company. He will sit down with you, share some of his, um, you know, kind of how he sees it, his insights, and um, and then we'll kind of hold you accountable. We want you to make sure that what you guys talked about, you're working on trying to, to implement that stuff and be better. Uh, and at the end of the day, he wants to see everybody, uh, you know, mostly everybody win. And uh, and so we want to I'm going to let him say a few things about himself, introduce himself real quick, and then we'll get started. So, Mr. Collins, you want to you introduce yourself, if you can do a little better than, little than what I did, a little more. <laughs> just introduce me. Matter of fact, I sent you a cash app while you were <laughs> <laughs> No, but I, my name is Johnny Collins. Um, I'm a partner with uh, the Ebony Mitzvah companies. Ebony Mitzvah owns a hand, handful of title agencies across Texas. I'm currently venturing into some other states across the country. So, you know, it's been a good run. And, and I think Al only told half the story. In his introduction, Al and I have a very unique and similar background as we are both second-generation real estate kids. Now, Al is a little bit further away from being a kid than I am, <laughs> but but we both share that, and uh, and I and I personally feel like we're both better because of it. So, no doubt, I can't let you off the hook or let your father, Mister Heron. Uh, you know, we got to give him a little love always. So well, thank you for having me on, man. I, I feel special. Now I don't know if I realize it was the inaugural. Yeah, awesome. yeah, 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 yeah. You're kicking this thing off, man. Yeah, and so, and before we get started, you know, I like to always kind of talk about, you know, what's what's happening in the in the world. Last night we had the, uh, the Grammy. Grammy Awards. And, uh, history was made as well. History was made. All right. So it sounds like you're happy about that history, Benita. What, what's, what, mean, what history always, was made? I'm like Easter Ray. I'm always, you know, rooting for the black people. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Beyonce uh, now holds the title of having the most Grammys of any other person. She won her 32nd Grammy last night. Very good. That was uh, very insane. impressive. Yes. 32nd Grammy. And how old is Beyonce? Is only, is she 40? She's 40. She might be 40. I'm not sure. She might be 40. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's amazing. That's a lot happening in a very short window. That yeah. 32... Uh, Grammy Awards, that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, Johnny, did you watch the, uh, the I Grammys? watched a little bit of it, then I switched over to 60 Minutes. Okay. So, um, <laughs> but you're not, yeah. you not old, right? I'm, I'm closer not. to your age. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah, so I, you know, I, I, yeah, 60 Minutes. It was great, too. You know, you know, nah, that's not like you recorded 60 Minutes. 60 Minutes came on before the Grammy. So that means you, record, you, you go around oh, recording you know 60 you're Minutes. Right. No, no, I watched 60 Minutes first, and then I watched it up until the point in which uh, Beyonce won her first Grammy, but was not able to receive it. I think Dream and the other gentleman. What was the What was the uh, the? Oh, Niles Watch. I knew you would know yeah, who that yeah. was. See, <laughs> <trying to laughs> age. but but uh, and then you know, my wife bought tickets to go see Ali Sadiq back in January, and and right after Beyonce didn't show up, I looked over at her and I said, "Didn't you? Don't we? What? what what's tonight? Ali Sadiq." She's like. Oh my God! And jumped up and <laughs> we rushed over to the place, and that was my night. Had a good that time. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah, Ali Sadiq is good. Yeah, he's off the chain. Like I yeah. love him. He's yeah. great. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of good jokes were told. Yeah, I saw him back on my birthday, August, uh, August third. We, uh, my wife got us tickets, and yeah. we we went, and I actually became kind of part of the show at one point. Oh. When he was talking about. <laughs> 
<laughs> being a little more mature. And he was talking about how, uh, you know, once you get to a certain age, you can't just be in a place just sipping on, you know, <laughs> just drinking water and all that because you're going to have to get up. You're gonna have to, you, you won't be able to make the whole show. You're going to have to get up and go use the bathroom. So he was talking about, yeah, these young cats can do that. He can just drink, drink, drink. And he got quiet and just looked over at me. <laughs> 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 he said that. This guy right here, he gonna just be sipping on his water <laughs> to make sure he can make the show. That's funny. So, but no, he's, he's I like Ali Sadiq a lot. So good deal, good deal. So one of the things that um, that I noticed about the Grammys, um, Beyonce of course did did not win um, album of the year, and I think we we were anticipating that she would. Either she or who, who, who won it. Uh, Harry Styles. Oh yeah. yeah, you know what? I think I saw that. Yeah, yeah. Harry Styles. Harry Styles. And, and you know, yeah, I'm, I'm a little old. I'm, I'm past 50, 51. But uh, I actually appreciate that cat. I actually uh-huh. like his music, at least what I've heard on the radio. Anyway, so I'm, I'm you know, I'm mad when people have to like oh, he stole it from Beyonce. Well, I didn't steal it. Yeah. I mean, there were a lot I think of. There were some good deserving nominations. Yeah. Yeah. Are you a Lizzo fan? Did you like you like Lizzo? Lizzo fan. Yeah. I'm, I'm a Lizzo fan too. Yeah, I'm I a Lizzo fan. Like, I, I, I wanted to say something slick just then, but then I was like, oh, I like Lizzo too. Lizzo dope. Okay. You wanted to say <laughs> something <laughs> slick and then you yeah, changed it about her being a Lizzo fan. And I was like, oh, well, I'm a Lizzo fan too. I put oh, okay. up on that. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Lizzo's great. I love Lizzo. I yeah. love her confidence, everything she yeah, exudes. Love, she definitely. dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I like Lizzo too. Yeah. Not as much as, as, Not as, much as Beyonce. Beyonce. But I'll t- tell you what I, what I was a, a bit, uh, maybe the word is. Mm, perplexed. Uh, the first young lady, I know her wife and her children introduced her. Oh, uh, uh, Carla. Um, Carla? Is that the Brandy Whatever Carla? her name is. I mean, she's apparently amazing. In she her, is. In she her. is. Uh, uh, country I artist, remember, I think. Yeah, or at least. They, uh, they introduced because she performed, right? Yeah, 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 I, yeah. I thought that was awful. Me personally. I thought it was awful. Yeah, I was like, who? That's, you that's thought the I performance was I thought it was awful. Yeah, I, wow. I kind of tuned out. I started cooking. But I think what it shows <laughs> us is there are a ton of different oh, yeah. genres. I mean, there's some dope people, and they're sure. dope in their own ways. Right. And just because I, I didn't like it, yeah. who cares? She's there, she won, and she's amazing, apparently. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you got to respect her artistry. So God okay. bless. That's I, true. I, I just true. went to the other room. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was good. Uh, I thought I, she was good. I, I kind of anticipated good. you. you I did it. Yeah, yeah, did it really. Another thing uh, with Lizzo, when she accepted her speech, I forgot what award she won. She, you know, definitely gave her props to Beyonce. And she was like, you know, I've always admired you. And, you know, when I was in seventh grade, I snuck out of school to go to your concert. You know, you could tell Beyonce, like, really, really appreciate you. Know? Yeah. And, you know, Adele has said the same thing mm-hmm. about yeah. it. So Adele, so that's, that's influence, right? right. Beyonce is is amazing in that that she can uh influence people in in such a way and that really for anybody who's trying to do anything almost in any field any walk of life influence is so powerful absolutely people think money is the is the thing money influence gets you money so you can get as much money as you want to if you have that level of influence so the the key is is influence and so that actually takes us right into kind of what we're going to be talking about today um we as you know people in real estate and mortgage and things like that we spend a lot of time chasing business right especially when you first get into the industry uh, because the people don't know you yet right uh they don't know what you do and so you have to for lack of a better 
term chase the business. You have to go find it. And so I kind of equate the two. So when you find it, you're chasing the business. That's what I'm saying there. And, and that's cool. That's what you have to do. It's a necessity. In fact, it's a necessity throughout your career to a certain extent. But it should lessen. You shouldn't have to keep chasing forever, right? right. Uh, what needs to happen at the same time that you're out there chasing, you need to find also a way to make yourself attractive to um, those that you want to get business from. And so once that attraction is there, business then will, will come to you. And you won't burn yourself out. You won't um, you won't leave the business prematurely because you're like, I can't keep chasing after this stuff. So ultimately you want stuff coming to you. And when we think about the Grammys and all those great artists that were in that room, all those people who were winners or at least nominated, um, there's a whole lot more of them outside who will never be there. Um, there's a whole lot of them waiting tables right now, yeah. trying to wait for their big break and doing all these other kind of things. And, and so one of the questions I have for you all, Benita and Johnny, uh, because I think if this question can be answered, uh, there's a lot of people in a whole lot of different careers that can see some rapid advancement uh, if they can answer this question. So tell me why right now in Hollywood you got you got Denzel Washington and you got about maybe a thousand other people who might be as good as, if not better than Denzel, but they're waiting tables in L.A. You know, actually, I actually kind of had the same conversation last night. Um, my cousin, he was talking about he knew somebody that he had to take a break from the Grammys because he had a friend that, I guess, premiering on a movie on, on Lifetime. Okay. Um, he didn't know what Lifetime. He was like, do you know what's Lifetime? I had to, you know, tell him. You know, what what station? <laughs> where, where I can find it? What number is that? You know, what Lifetime was. But, you know, he tuned in, but he was saying, basically, you know, she just had moved. She had just moved to L.A., you know, and he's like, you know, yes, yeah, Lifetime, but, you know, she already has a role. And I was like, you know, she's probably, when she moved out there, she already knew she had to go make connections. She knew you had to go talk to people. You can't just go to L.A. and expect it to come to you or just go on auditions and maybe you'll find a role. You got to go make the connections, you know, go talk to people, go to events, make yourself known. So I think that's... Well, isn't that, isn't that chasing the business? Isn't that kind of what we were talking about initially? That's what... what it's chasing the business yeah. initially. You uh-huh. got to have that hunger. But once you're out there networking and making yourself known to people, you're showing up in events and, you know, but, you know making yourself known, you know, who is she? You know, I, I know somebody that's looking for this or I can connect you to this person for this role or whatever. So, yeah, you're chasing the business initially, but you're setting yourself up to have it come to you. So let's go into that a little deeper, though. So I doubt that she's the only one who's gone to True. Hollywood and done those exact things that you're saying. In fact, I think most are told to go to Hollywood and do that. Mm-hmm. Or go to Nashville or seeking a record label contract or something like that. I think everybody kind of has the same um, outline as to what they're supposed to do. But for some people, it happens. And for the majority, it doesn't. So I think if we were able to, in just this little small time we have on this podcast, if we were able to answer the question as to what was done differently for those that did make it versus those that didn't 
then we could we could do it ourselves. There's a lot of money to be made. We need to be consultants for for some folks. But I, I think there is an answer there. There's an answer that I think if people learn that answer and then and then work to um, to realize whatever that answer is, I think there's a big difference because I don't think it's all luck, right? I don't think it's this person was just lucky. There is some some luck involved, I guess, if, if you believe in luck. But in my opinion, there is something that makes it to where Joe makes it when everybody else didn't. So Johnny, what do you what what do you what do you think that is? And so I'm using music, I'm using acting, but this is the same for somebody who trying to be a, a rock star, real estate agent. Or, sure, any aspect of, yeah. of anything. I, th- I think it's a plan. So I, I never looked at it as chasing. Um, for me personally, mm-hmm. I always knew that I was I was I was going to win. Mm-hmm. Um, we started off with a plan, and and every step was just a part of the plan. So even when there was failure. Well, we understood that a part, you know, a part of the plan, you have to be prepared for failure, right? So you, you did you know that or did you learn that, right? Because I, I think most people, failure for most people sometimes is a stop sign. It's well, let me answer that. Let me answer that. I have the benefit of being an athlete in my former life. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. TCU, Hall of Fame. Yeah. In fact, track star. Do you want to talk about TCU a little bit? Maybe the national championship game or no? Oh. I love your parents too much. When you <laughs> <answer that question. laughs> yeah, we, we we got beat up pretty bad, but that's another conversation for another day. Um, but even that, that was an ale. That was that was a complete and utter just drubbing. Just got drove. Well, I've taken a few, you know, whoopings myself. And, uh, and I'm better for it. And I always say that when you understand that, you know, the process of success is really where the value is, you know, that's the first step. Unfortunately, we usually don't learn that until we get on the other side of it. So going back to your question, I never looked at it as chasing. I always looked at it as just a part of the process. Some of my most miserable days or miserable moments, I should say, when I was an athlete, were standing on the podium, first place, you know, national championships, conference championships, you know, those were some of my most miserable moments because the people, mainly my father, was not there to share with me. You understand? Mm -hmm. But when I look at at some of the most joyous moments, it was the process. It was, you know, it was when I I was a, a, a junior in high school, I ran track, and I made it to state, and it was an unbelievable story. I get to state and get dead last. And I don't mean like, I mean like TCU Georgia dead last. Oh, wow. I that's mean that's like, last. This is back when you had the, the, the flash cameras. Uh-huh. I, could, I was counting bulbs as <laughs> I was coming in. I mean, it was it was tough, right? And I, and I never forget, after I crossed the finish line, I remember this like it was yesterday. I walked over, there was this wall. I sat down up against the wall, and I just sat there. Uh, my father taught me very very early on that um, the more you live, you'll have real things to cry about. Mm-hmm. So we don't cry over sports. Mm-hmm. Right. So I didn't cry, but I was I was embarrassed. My feelings was hurt. I had nine hundred and thirty four thousand three hundred and seventeen. You know, my family members in the stands, <laughs> and so it was. You know, it wasn't. It, yeah. 
My father walked up like he just magically appeared. I know he walked up. He said, hey, son, you still got a home to come to. Mm-hmm. He said, you okay? I said, I think so. He said, oh, boy, get up. Let's go get a steak. I said, all right. Mm-hmm. And, we, and we went and did that, right? And we didn't talk about it. Like, not at all. It wasn't until maybe a week later where he said, well, how you feel? And I told him, he said, well, what went wrong? I said, I went out too fast. He said, you dadgum right you went out too fast. My point is, those lessons in life taught me how to handle failure. Mm -hmm. So in business, you telling me no, okay, God bless. It's nine million of y'all. You know what I mean? I know how to go next door. And and what I always say is, you know, when when you have something, when you have something to give, when you have some value, when you, you know, have some type of um, abundance that you can share with people, somebody's going to tap into it. And it's just up to us to make sure we keep doing the work to make sure we tap into those folks. I love Denzel. That's actually my favorite actor ever. I think the difference between Denzel and most people is not the fact that he made it and got a shot. It is his longevity. Right. It is his longevity. It is his ability. If, if You know, Denzel has had two movies. I can't even tell you the name of them in the last you know couple of years. I watched them. They weren't great, but I loved them because I love the artistry of what Denzel brings to the table. It's no longer about the movie. Mm-hmm. It's Denzel. Hey, I'm going to go watch Denzel. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I do. So I, I think it's important that you build a brand that's so, uh, you know, just dynamic to where it becomes about you. And we had a conversation earlier. The next place of that, about that is if you're doing right, you'll build a hierarchy and you'll build a tree of secondary people who are, who are mimicking you and doing the same thing and having the similar successes as you've had. I think, you know, I think that's important, but I, I hope I answered your question. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, well, I think it's about the work and just the process of it. Not so much just, you know, just ta-da, I'm here. Right. Yeah. And I, I and we, I think we, we had a lot of tatas in the last two years in the real estate business. Listen, <laughs> and tell I, and, and this this market we're in right now, yeah, 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 it's gonna yeah. show you who the. Right. So yeah, you had a lot of uh, biting ears uh, now. Yeah, yeah, you know, one hit wonders. You had a lot of uh, people that that year is gonna turn out to be kind of a one hit wonder type thing. What was uh, what was my man? Uh, I always feel like somebody's watching me. Who was a Rockwell? Remember Rockwell? <laughs> we had a lot of Rockwells back then, right? And. Uh, uh, Man, you like an almanac. Yeah, right <laughs> yeah but that, y'all too young. Vanita, you too young for uh, yeah, I, I know the song. You know the song. I always feel like somebody's watching me. Marcella, you know that? Yeah, well, that was that was Barry Gordy's son. Okay. And he called himself oh, Rockwell. Yeah, okay. Even though he was singing with a British accent. Mm-hmm. But the song was made because Michael Jackson was in the background. I kind of helped it out. Michael was, was on the, on the hook. That was, that was, yeah. Right. So, but... We ain't hear from that cat anymore. Yeah, that one big hit and probably made a nice little piece of change on it. Yeah. Um, they're still on the radio. Now <laughs> you'll hear it every now and then. But, you know, the conditions were right for him to be able to make that. But a person who's able to have that longevity, like you're talking about Denzel Washington, there's a whole other skill set there that, um, that somebody has to have to be able to sustain. And that usually is somebody getting better at their craft. But at the same time, there's a whole lot of people that are really good. There's a lot of people that's just as good an actor as Denzel, right? But they don't get, I don't want to say the shot, but they don't, they don't 
They don't become Denzel. Well, you know why, right? Because Denzel not giving up his throne. <laughs> you think Beyonce is the dopest singer in the room? Nah. I got 12 people in my family that can out sing Beyonce. Okay. All right. So don't tell who, you, who are they? Who you got? I, I name them, but I don't want to embarrass them. <laughs> <laughs> this is my point. Her ability to keep reinventing herself and the grind, the work that she puts in, mm-hmm. that's the beauty of it. I mean, who's out working Beyonce? Absolutely. Like, absolutely. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Listen, and then every time she, the, the, when she comes back and, you know, she'll go away for a minute and come back, kind of reinvented herself, that whole homecoming thing when she yeah. came back and killed it at Coachella. But, but didn't have to. Correct. She didn't have Correct. to. Correct. Like, just the forward thinking. Like, she's always on offense. She has a very um, proactive approach versus reactive. Mm-hmm. Correct. I love it. And I think what you said about, like, your failures and your lessons, a lot of people, they have failures, like you said, and they just stop. They quit. Like, they quit. Mm-hmm. You got you to gotta understand, I always look at failures as a good thing, because like you said, you, you turn those L's into lessons, yeah. into learning moments. And some people, they you get that failure, you just quit, you give up. And even I'm sure Beyonce, Denzel, whoever you may not publicly know about them, they've had failures, um, but they just keep going. Right. Well, we've seen some of some of some of Denzel's movies. They they right. they were failures. Right. You know, <laughs> we, we've heard. You know, Beyonce haven't had a, a a lot of failures. Yeah, she's no Bruno Mars, mm-hmm. but I mean, she didn't had a few. You know, oh yeah, does, listen, but well, she has crushed it. Major- like when De- when Beyonce drops something now, no matter if it's good or bad. Mm-hmm. Her 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 repertoire, her legacy is so dynamic that if it's a bad song, the Beehive gonna beat you up. Oh, yeah. and they gonna say it's great. <laughs> right, Absolutely. that's what we all working Absolutely. for. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to get to the place to where my product is not extraordinary, and people still treat it like it's a, you know, Rembrandt. Like it's it's just right. right. You know, that's kinda, that's amazing. Kind of like Stevie Wonder. Boy, you know, listen, because y'all and I got in so much trouble behind my opinion about Stevie Wonder. I listen, Stevie Wonder has had some great, 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 great music. No, no, Stevie but there Wonder was a point has had some one of ones. Like Cor- give him his yeah. yeah oh, yeah, no, 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 yeah. I'm sorry. So if I if I dismiss if I if I <laughs> look like I was diminishing it, no. Listen, okay. Stevie was was the dude, right? Yeah. But there was probably a point in the middle eighties. And it should have been time to hang it up. But we kept making records. Well, wait a minute. This and is some exactly of those, what we're talking about. Well, but you, I'm saying, no. You but want your legacy to be so strong. That it outweighs that, that trash. Even when you on you, the decline. And he was on the decline. you. Yeah. Yeah. That is what it is. Yeah. Uh, yes. Stephen Wonder. <laughs> Again, so when we go, let me not do that. We won't do the overrated list today. But I, I like Stevie a lot. Um, but like I didn't actually, like, like I didn't gonna, I, gonna fight if you say Steve. Well, I didn't need to see. I didn't need. I didn't need to see. See, I did not need to see Stevie last <laughs> night at the Grammys or Smokey. Smokey oh, was dope, man. No, that tuxedo was right. <laughs> yeah, but Smokey, <laughs> he scares me a little bit because he looks <laughs> like he might not even be alive. <laughs> he doesn't age. He looks exactly the same. He looks well, but he's too. Smokey he looks, Robinson was one of the best looking people in the room is. last night. He was, he was. Okay. <laughs> if you say so, but look, there uh, again, a part of my a part of my process, I've learned how to compliment, even when maybe compliments are not due. Oh, okay, and I, and I think that's a part of the value that we have to get really good at giving, right? Sure, sure. Because sure. if you told the truth during every sales encounter or mm-hmm. every you know 
in the process of building a relationship with somebody that you know has a $500,000 million, you know, listing for you. If you told the truth, you know, they want to list their house for $12 billion. If you told them the truth, you know, it's not going to get you very far. So you learn how to be diplomatic and love on people. You I know? Guess, I it's guess. not Stevie Wonder's music. It's his hair. That was the bigger problem. They finally come to grips with that. Like, but that was the issue, you know. Yeah, when your when your your hairline it starts at the crown of your the ears. back of your ears, yeah, right? There's no reason to be having braids and all this stuff. It's right. tough, and I can't even blame him. It's like, who is this people? Right, because he can't see it. Right, he yeah, don't know what's going on. So yeah, it's like somebody who can see that should be able to say, hey, "Dude, this this ain't what you want." But Stevie, I mean, you know, people don't realize Stevie owns a radio station. I mean, Stevie is just amazing. He's a phenomenal businessman. He won the best to ever do it. He's, he's he is. Dope. That is true. That is I true. Met I him just actually, uh, you met him. Okay. Randomly. Why? Last year, I was in a restaurant in L.A. He was sitting next to the table that uh, I was sitting at. But yeah. Oh wow. Oh, okay. But look at that. Y'all yeah. at a restaurant next to each other. So you got it. Wasn't a high end. It was just a little. It wasn't a high end. Ethiopian restaurant. Okay. Yeah. Cool. That's nice. So Stevie. What, how was it you notice how did he eat as though he could see? You know what? Because you know Shaq. Yeah, stop listen, it. Shaq, Shaq believes that Stevie Wonder can, can see. see. And I've heard other people say that too. No, because so I'm right here. And the crazy thing is I didn't realize he was sitting next to me until about 20 minutes or so. And somebody came up to him and said, excuse me, you know, I just want to say how much I love you. And I'm like, yeah. Hey, Stevie. Right. <laughs> anyway, I know he can't see because. Uh, my friend was sitting across from me, and I don't know, he's, he was drinking some water, so I'm going to start choking. His wife was beside him. Uh, he started choking a little bit, and she's like, oh, you know. Because it almost really, came on her. Yeah, you didn't need to <laughs> share that. Right, you didn't. You shouldn't have done that. You shouldn't have done that. I'm sorry. See, that's, you know, that was supposed to be something you just saw, and you didn't need to say I thought you were going to tell me that, you know. Well, yeah. How he did, but I didn't see and we sorry about that, Stevie. <laughs> We're putting your business out there like that. I mean, we all. Stevie, I've, I got, got you back. Yeah, I've yeah. had some water before and choked he, a little he, bit. He, yeah, I think just everybody. Just okay, so why'd you make it where he couldn't see? Because he, he was asked choking. Me, can he see? And I figured if he could see my friend, he wouldn't have, you know. Anyway. Here, here's the bottom line <laughs> Stevie Wonder he's is great. so dope. Yes. Not only does he still get the call, he's going to continue to get the calls. Oh, for sure. And I'm going to continue watching. Mm -hmm. That's all I got. Okay, well, yeah. Hey, Stevie, that's great. We love Stevie Wonder. Love Stevie. Um, but anyway, <laughs> back to, to what we were talking about. So the influence, a person's ability to, to influence, quite honestly, I think is, is really the key to, to their success. So I think if somebody, if my answer to that question would be, um, that person who actually made it, the Denzel, the Adele, Beyonce, tremendous skill set, right? Tremendous ability. I think Adele is, you know, we've gone back and forth about Mariah Carey and Adele. I think Adele's a better singer than than Mariah Carey. I lo love the old Mariah Carey. A better singer? Oh, boy. Thank you. No, 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 no. I, no, 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 no. Mm -hmm. I don't want to get in that argument. Okay. I'm just saying I don't think you can really come. They're different. But yeah, they are different. They're yeah, different okay. vocalists. Yeah, they're so all, yeah. Well, everybody's, they're all different, right? Everybody's yeah. different. If you just take a body of work, Adele is somewhere down. Damn. She's in a third world country. Oh, wow. And and Mariah is doing what she want to do. Right. In terms of a body of work. And that's not a, a shot at Adele because she is amazing, yeah. right? But people miss 
there's not a lot of people, period, in terms of a body of work that can stand beside Mariah Carey, period. Yeah, okay, you, body of work. If you name them, yeah, yeah. I'm going to say Mariah Carey. Okay, no, and no. Then we're going to Google it, and it's going to say Mariah, <laughs> Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey. Yeah, yeah. It, listen, both y'all are correct. Mariah Carey was, when Mariah Carey's album. Have I ever bought a, a Mariah Carey album, record? No. no. But you can't deny. Can't deny. Can't, you can't. And can't deny. The have you seen, when was the last time, have you seen Mariah Carey perform and live? <laughs> can in we, person? okay. Well, no, 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 let's do this real quick. So let's, let's figure this out because I want other people as they're listening man, to this. Man, drugs have evolved and stuff, man. It's just different time now, man. <laughs> Things have just gotten different, you know? I saw Mariah Carey with Lionel Richie. On my birthday, by the way, about four. You had the same concert. Yes, okay. So my wife got uh, loved it. Great tickets. I go to a lot of. I got a new edition. I got a Charlie Wilson. I'm an old school in this. Yeah. Okay. Well, (laughs) Lionel Richie was amazing, Mm -hmm. and Lionel Richie is now set what 71, 72, somewhere in there. And I think then he may have been like 68, 69. Mariah Carey was also there. Wait, can I stop you right No, 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 wait. Let me tell you. Let me tell you what I saw. I was there, right? And so Lionel Richie has been in the game for a long time. A lot lot of songs. Um, He he didn't have anything up there giving him the words or anything like that. He just performed. But I noticed there were two big monitors when Mariah was on stage with the words scrolling. So she knew the words to us. this fake news? This is not fake news. I'm telling you what I saw. I don't remember. Might have pictures of it. And I was so disappointed in what I was seeing of Mariah Carey. Her voice wasn't the same. Of course, that that will change sometimes. But the effort wasn't there. I think instead of really dancing around, she had a lot of guys she's picking her up. She's never been a dancer. Well, she's not, not a performer. No. She's not a performer. Well, no. And I don't mean like Janet Jackson kind of chore- choreography. She's I mean, never been a performer. She, stands, she sings. <laughs> yeah. Well, she didn't really do that much that night. She didn't do a lot of singing, and she had a lot of guys pick her up, move her to different places of the stage. <laughs> and um, I guess just seeing that, I was like, okay, this is this is Mariah Carey, right? But what I was seeing, I couldn't I couldn't give her those that 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 top billing anymore, right? Because I was like, this is this is what you do now. I wouldn't tour if I if that was going to be how I was going to do now. I'd be done. I wouldn't tour. I wouldn't even do a residency or anything. I just let my music speak for itself. Well, Lionel Richie, I mean, put on a show. He did. Did put on a show. I mean, was all, I mean, all out show and was amazing. And when we left there, I was thinking, dang, what has happened to Mariah Carey? And I was like, man, that Lionel Richie is the man. Mm-hmm. So to me, you know, when we're talking about, you know, who's the greatest and all that kind of stuff. I, I just Aside can't. Aside from that, I mean, I'm sure every artist has bad concerts, bad performances. She has, but she has, so you think that Lionel's happens a lot. Had a, Who? You think Lionel's never had a bad Lionel concert? probably has, but I didn't see, I haven't seen. Okay. Well, they're different people though. Lionel is a, is a, is a he comes from an era of professionals. Okay. Like it's, it's a different, it's different. Like you okay. can't, you can't compare, take anybody from the Lionel Richard era, uh-huh. era, and, and talk about a bad performance. It just didn't happen. Right. It just wasn't. It's okay to say Lionel has not had a lot of bad performances. Correct. Because he had. Correct. You know, but Mariah had. So we've seen it. Or, or high. Uh, or something. Just, exactly. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's, it's just a difference in, you know, in people. In okay. Errors, right. okay. okay. So you would. Okay. Very good. So you understand that, Benita? Would you agree I that yeah, Mariah's had that. some publicly? She has. But you still Poor can't deny her greatness and that she's a 
and we won't. Vocalists. We won't. I think we all have had some public, uh, you know, issues where we're yeah. not necessarily proud of. Yeah, you know, at least I have. I yeah. speak for myself. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. I have. No, we all. Trust me, I have too. Yeah. Uh, but again, when you're trying to talk about the best and who's all that kind of stuff, and and y'all putting the day away down here in Mariah way up there. I've never. Well, no, 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 no. But that's not what I'm doing. They're both starting way up there. Okay. There's just levels up there. Okay. Adele, look, but I think you something. said any, third world country is what you in referenced. In comparison, Adele's body of work in comparison to Mariah Carey's, Adele has what? Eight songs that are just like amazing, right? It's more than that. No, 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 no. I mean eight songs that have made some real money. Mariah has mm-hmm. like. A hundred, like it's just different. You know what I mean? It's not a, it's not a matter. Mariah has a number a, one song every year. Yeah, if I had Christmas. a choice uh, for Christmas, right? Go, but, but, but that didn't count. Besides that, how many? I forgot how many. She has the most number ones. Let me tell you. Let me tell you the, the bigger deal ones. about Mariah. Going back to your point, it's about influence. It's mm-hmm. about the relationship she made up along the way. I think Mariah played the game different. And I'm not saying it was good. I'm not saying mm-hmm. it was bad. I'm just saying she played the game in a way to where she had access that really, you know, allowed her to just. Getting a different, you know, mm-hmm. getting a different vein. You mm-hmm. know, Mariah was popping. <laughs> oh, <laughs> folks couldn't believe she was like, how is she doing it? Right. And now 20 years later, you know, the body of work is just the body of work. Mm-hmm. You know, but go back and look who she was, who she was married to. Look at her affiliations. I mean, mm-hmm. she played the game for keeps, you okay. know. Adele, okay. Adele is messing with, Even you know. the remixes, too. You know, you know, Adele doing something else, you know. <laughs> She's trying to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, uh <laughs> we get back to what we were talking about. We'll have, we have to have one of these about that. Because just like the uh, Rolling Stones, 200 greatest singers, mm. you know, and I thought that, you know, Rolling Stone knows some stuff. And then you have 200 greatest singers and, you know, you leave off Celine Dion. Your list is flawed. You got to call into question the whole list. But um, anyway, back to the difference. Denzel versus everybody else. And putting a plan together to become influential, in my opinion, would be the biggest um, biggest skill set somebody could develop to make sure that they have an opportunity to become Denzel. So if I'm this struggling actor in Hollywood trying to figure out how I'm going to break in, so I'm doing all the other stuff, I'm going on auditions and, and all that, other, you know, auditions and meeting the right people, networking and all that stuff, I still have to find a way to distinguish myself enough to where I'm noticed by the right people, to where the right people see me and see somebody who can help them achieve their goals. So in other words, you got a director who knows I got to have the right actor to do this to really blow me up, right? You got to be attractive as an asset. For others. Well, talk about that, Al. I want to flip it. Talk about that. Talk about your plight and kind of how you've done it. So one of the things, so, and again, we're both in the same situation. I got into real estate with a huge advantage, right? My name was already known because of my dad. And and I wanted to do this forever and a day. So, in fact, uh, I joke about it, but it's true. In the first grade, we had an assignment to write a, a book. Uh, much of a book as a seven seven year old could write. Was right? it on tablets? Well, it's just like stone tablets. Stone tablet. <laughs> I knew that's where you're going. No, this was actually paper and, and, and awesome. they even bound the book and everything, right? And we had to do the book complete with illustrations. And so I had a 12 page book called The Real Estate Man. And on the cover, there was a little stick figure. 
He had a hat on, a briefcase, and he was walking down the street. So that was supposed to be me. That was my my life as I saw it in the future. And I was going to be the real estate man. It's because that's what I was around and saw. And uh, and so <clears throat> and I knew as soon as I graduated from college, that's what I was going to do. Got my real estate license and got into the business. I had seen the business up close already. So I developed certain skills and things like that that I could utilize and got in, got pretty successful, partly on the name, but also had to do things a little bit differently. So what I found, though, is I needed to do to be taken seriously because the thing that I found I really liked doing was leading others. I liked the day-to-day management of the company, and I liked training and coaching up agents. And so by... So that was 1994, I got in, I've done a lot in sales, did really good. By 98, I became the office manager sure. to people who were a lot older than me. So I had to... 98? In, in 19, yeah, wow. 1998, yeah. <laughs> so I was still very young, 98. I was only 27, 26, something like that. And, but I knew I had to get to a point where everybody understood that my skill skill set or the reason I'm in this position is not because of the name. It was because of what I do and that I do things a little bit differently than others and that I do things as far as I was concerned, better. There you go. I was look how you were saying differently. I, I was in my mind I was thinking, man, say better. Yeah. And, and let yeah. me just say this. And and you know me well enough to know that I always give, you know, respect to 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 the legacy that, that my mother, you know, built, your father built, mm-hmm. you know, having you know, basically their ceiling is our floor. Sure. But a whole bunch of jokers had kids that were in the real estate, you know, game back then. That's and sure. their kids yeah. are wherever they are. That's you right. You know, good, right. bad, and indifferent. Sure. And I think there's something to the fact that you've been able to build the way you've built uh, and the longevity that you've had. Sure. And the, you know, people still fighting to pay you some money and good money, uh-huh. you know, to come uh-huh. here and, 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 and give you knowledge. So I just sure. want to make sure we give you – you know, your flowers for that, you know, publicly, sure. because that's, that's significant. And I don't think we, I, I don't think we do a good enough job of, uh, of talking about that. So, you know, well, kudos to you. Well, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. The, the, the big thing I knew I had to do though, um, not for self-validation, but I had to be valid to the general public. So I had to Think of a way that I was going to stand out from these other folks. And so I had a friend who was a comedian. Uh, he's deceased now, but a very good friend. Uh, he went by Denzel Snipes was his stage name. And Denzel, uh, Albert Goldsmith was his real name, but he uh, he was actually out there performing as a comedian. I was like, I don't, how is this possible? Because he was not funny to yeah. me. I was like, how is this, how are you making a living in comedy. And so we went back and forth about it. And he's like, man, dude, if you think you're so funny, you know, why don't you get up and, and do some stand-up comedy? And so I had already been thinking about it. I got to find a way to make a name for myself even outside of, of this. And so I went back and told some friends that Denzel challenged me to do some stand-up comedy. And he's got a comedy club. He wants to, He got it all set up. And it got real all of a sudden. So I was kind of scared at that point. I was talking like, oh, yeah, I'll do yeah. that. But then when he had it set up, came back to me, dude, it's, it's set up. We're going to do it on Lights such and such action, night. Baby, yeah. And I was like, what? We, uh, so I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, I'm good. 
I was so scared. I'm not gonna tell. I mean, I'm, I'm admitting it now. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, but I gotta, but I gotta do it, right. and I gotta do it really, really well. I gotta show that I could, if I wanted to leave this career and go into stand-up comedy, I would be legit. Were right? you, were you as good as me on my first time? <laughs> Dude, listen, y'all, we gonna get back. To I was there. <laughs> we gonna get back. Benita, you were there. So okay, I, I, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, so <laughs> what we did, um. Uh, set that up. I invited, uh, you know, I got, I needed to have a, you know, crowd of folks that at least supported to kind of laugh, even if I was not funny, <laughs> but I couldn't bring everybody. Cause you know, some people will come cause they want to see the train yeah, wreck, they right? They like, sure, you, you gonna, I'm going to try to stand up. We're going to have a good time. So, <laughs> but, so I kind of limited the number of people I invited. Um, but when we got there at night, that place was out. And it felt like everybody I saw, I knew them. I was like, oh, man, this is crazy. I'm like, y'all call a fire marshal. There's too many people in there. All these people can't be in this place. And so I have to, have to work my nerves down, and, and all the other comedians went up. And so and they had me last. I was like the, the headline. You the headline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But. And I, I wish I could have been there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you probably just in uh, junior high or something like that. Um, yeah, it's pretty young. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, we performed. It went really well. Yeah. In fact, my uh, parents and my wife, Angela, they didn't say it until after it was over. They were like, you were really, really good. Yeah. They were relieved. They were nervous. They thought this was, they, they thought was possibly going to be a, a disaster. So it went really well. And so I was like, Okay. Okay, we can do this. We can do this. So what we then did, I said, okay, now I got to really, let's, 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 let's use this. So in Oak Cliff at that time, and still today, but it's changing, um, everything was going away. No movie theaters, no restaurants, everything. Was, no grocery stores. Yeah, all the stuff just was disappearing. Up. Right. And so people for entertainment, just to shop, do everything, they had to go out of. Oak Cliff, which makes no sense. Oak Cliff, um, especially the part where I'm talking about. So if you're talking about where I grew up in, in uh, Wynwood Hills, that part of uh, Oak Cliff, uh, you know, Redbird Lane, Polk Street, Hampton, boxed in there. That's a very solid professional group of people who live there who had to go all over the place, northwest, uh, to to for entertainment, anything. And so what we said, what I decided to do was, okay, this is how I'm going to do it. We're going to host a comedy night at the Oak Cliff Country Club, which is now the Golf Club of Dallas, owned by Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship, by the way. Um, We're going to host a comedy show here on a regular basis. Let's try to do once a quarter, maybe. So we're doing once a quarter. And we'll bring in three really good comedians and it'll be me. I'll be the host and comedian and I'll get people to know who I am, kind of create a name for myself. This is, this is before the internet. This is, this is, this is great. <laughs> this is, this Wait, is, before the actual internet? Now, see how y'all doing the internet started in, <laughs> in the internet. My first, my <laughs> first uh, AOL account was in 94. So mm. the internet was around, but, <laughs> Well, nothing well, like well, nothing. That, that was email. Yeah, that was email. That's right. That was just emailing and stuff like that. So you didn't have the social media platforms to really promote it. So what we had to do. But wait a minute. Make sure this young lady understand the internet didn't pop. 
right. till about two thousand, and even then it was still I dial was, up. I, I know I was I was around then. Well, I'm yeah. just making sure. <laughs> You're right, right. So for those of you who are listening, a middle school class, right, right, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. elementary about, school. You talk to the nineties babies in the elementary yeah, school. You, you were born what? 88. 88. Well, oh, yeah. Yeah, well, I, I was, I, I'm in that good like section where I was around before, you know, cell phones and everything before, like, well, I remember like all that stuff. Kind of. But we did only what we seen in the middle school. Right. 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 So, uh, so we had the. You actually in the best era of technology because you got the. I got to watch it. Yeah. Well, you 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 lived it. We got right. to watch it. Well, we, true, you, we had yeah. the best seat. Yeah, you're right. right. I, I correct. Lived, yeah. You mm-hmm. it, yeah. right. Some of us didn't participate. In a way in which we should Some have. That's another conversation. Probably still yeah. not participating now. So anyway, so what we did, we we started marketing. We sent mailers. We used flyers. We did all this stuff for the that area that I was really trying to dominate. I was trying to get the office. And the office already dominated in that area, right? We were very dominant there. But I needed to now become the face of our office in the brokerage, right? Not just my dad. And so this is the perfect way to do it. So if I could get all these people to show up on a regular basis. Were they showing to, up? They were showing up. We we had, listen, what was so crazy, I think the very first one we did, we may have had like 75 people. Yeah. And at the height of it, we were probably having 200 people there. Mm. Were y'all making money on this? So here's the thing. It wasn't, it wasn't designed to, to be a, um, it should have been. It wasn't really designed to be a moneymaker. It was designed to be a, um, gatherer of people and information sure. and we did great with that because the money was made because we did charge you got to charge for ticket people don't show up for stuff that's that's free right. that's free right. right or they don't they don't they don't value it, it. Yeah. that's right mm-hmm. they don't think it's going to be worth anything so i think we would charge just like 10 bucks a ticket but when they were coming and paying for it it was enough for me to pay the comedians and stuff and pay for the the venue um but what happened was during the shows, we would talk about different things, and the comedians kind of knew what stuff I wanted them to talk about. And real estate became a thing where they joked about people who were, you know, driving big cars but still renting where they lived yeah, and all this yeah. stuff. And one woman talked about how she uh, jumped out of a car. Uh, the dude had a fancy car, and they were headed back to his apartment. She jumped out the car, moving car. Yeah. She, didn't, she didn't want any part to, <laughs> parts of that. At the end of every show, or by that Monday, mm-hmm. I would get emails from people saying, hey, man, we want to we wanna talk about getting that process started. We want to buy a house. We, do that. we closed so many houses from doing those shows more than what we were doing from home buyer seminars. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? Here's the deal. I, I got to switch the flow up because you and I were talking about bringing this back. Well, listen, we, we've been talking about bringing it back John for a minute. Muhammad overheard it, and they went and did it on their own. Uh-huh. And they did a good job with it, too, my understanding they is. They did anyway. a great job. Yeah. It, was, it was awesome. Right. I, won't, I won't even lie. Right. I right. want to hate. Yeah, but, but you I can't. still can hate a little bit. <laughs> but they did a good job. Them jokers knocked it out the park. So we need, to, we need to go on and make that happen, man. So, and what it did for me is it gave me a lot of influence in those places. There were so many people who showed up who then introduced me and opened doors for me to other places that I didn't have access to at first. And it, then it made me valid. All of a sudden, we had all these transactions that were happening because of this. We were even on the news. We were on TV about this because people weren't doing that. And they were like, hey, this person decided trying to close the, the gap of home ownership 
through comedy was a was a mm-hmm. you know didn't seem like you were it. actually meeting a couple of of needs. I mean, you were bringing you were bringing entertainment to mm-hmm. an under entertained area, correct? You know, and addressing people's home ownership needs. That's that was huge, man. Yeah, you you, you know what you. You 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 kind of you kind of own or something, man. You, you kind of dope. <laughs> so anyway, say so reluctantly, that's what I get from him. But so so it worked out, and it got. Uh, it, was, it was very popular until this day. There's a group of ladies who work at Target. There's a Target there in, in Oak Cliff. Is that Wheatland? They came to every show. And so if I go in there and one of them is there, they bring it up like it was yesterday. They're like, hey, why don't you bring it up? It's like, y'all, it's been, y'all, it's been a decade. Like since you, we've said, been they won't you know what? Let me tell you something. There, there is a concept uh, in sales, and I won't go too deep into this, but it's really about providing an experience. Mm-hmm. And when you do it extremely well, you provide an episodic mm-hmm. experience, mm-hmm. right? So it's just, it just, I mean, we're doubling down on the fact that you guys did something really special and and you were able to capture help help people capture moments absolutely that they just won't right. they won't forget man I yeah think that's amazing listen it was cool now here's what's stupid about it we did that probably for two three years or so and I got busy we got really successful and we stopped doing it, which is the dumbest thing ever that's okay though huh that's okay though well but here's what i'm saying so and that happens to a lot of people a lot of people do that so they they we always the momentum and then we start looking at other stuff or we get involved with other stuff well but let's go back let me let me jump in Mm -hmm. because there's a reason why Mm -hmm. because nobody ever really spends enough time preparing for expansion Mm -hmm. in the business plan and i am equally as guilty you know that now we're in a phase uh, at Community National Title uh, and even Ebony Mitzvah where we're building and we've had to adjust. You know, look, I've lost business in our greatest, you know, when we were making the most money, mm-hmm. I'm losing business because from an expansion perspective, we didn't have enough dope mm-hmm. people to help, you know, run stuff. Does that right. make sense? And I think I think it's just, it's just one of those things you have to experience. Because I always say, you know, failure is the best teacher, right? Mm-hmm. You have to experience before you really understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, so I say that just to say it, it's okay as long as we can recover. And obviously, sure. if you've been able to do that. That's not that's not an issue. Yeah. But we've all suffered from that. And and coming out of this market that we've been in, you know, now is the time to just kind of regroup and really understand the business piece of it. I, I just had somebody tell me, or tell one of my people. You know, don't let Johnny come in if he's just gonna be preaching and stuff, right? We don't want to hear that mindset stuff. We want we want stuff that we can apply into our business directly. Right. Well, well here's here's here t- and look look, no shade. Uh-huh. That's the stupidest thing I ever heard. Right. right. Let, let me tell you why. It's a ten billion dollar plan, real estate plan on the internet. Uh-huh. Go Google it and do it. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know why you don't? Because mentally you're not in the place. Absolutely. To go do that. To go do it. Absolutely. So I always say, you know, there's there's so many things that we have to juggle and keep in mind during this rise or this climb or this cycle mm-hmm. of success. And I should call it a cycle because you're going to have some good days mm-hmm. and you're going to have some bad days. I'll, I'll give you this. And I, my, my, I was telling you earlier about my little girl. My little girl is, is um, she's so dynamic. Both of my children are. But my, my daughter had some performances this past weekend and she crushed it. And she always does. Right. But this morning I'm dropping her off, dropping her off for school, and it's like we we in the we in the middle of a full blown meltdown, and I'm literally like, "Wait, you know what, what what's wrong?" 
And I call her Lil Boo. I said, Lil Boo, what, what's wrong? So I end up like getting out of our little drop-off line and going and parking in the parking lot. We sat there for about 20 minutes and we talked and you know, I'm I'm doing my best to give her some fatherly love and just encouragement. And what it's done, I mean, she's just tired. Look, the ability to have long stretches of focus in the midst of a successful run or in the midst of a business run or in the midst of a catastrophic run, the ability to stay focused is a gift, it's an art, it's a craft, it's a skill. I mean, you have to work on it. And so I think what happens is it's very easy to get distracted you know, no matter how much success you're having or how much success you're not having, look, you're a father, you're a husband, you're a son. You know what I mean? We, have, we wear all these different hats or masks, and it's just tough. So I think we have to really, really get dialed in and, and in tune with what we need in order to, you know, in order to keep the gravy train going, mm-hmm. especially when you get it up and going. Sure. It's called efficacy. Like the ability to get something up mm-hmm. and going is, is, first of all, it's tough. Mm-hmm. And that's why Denzel is on top. Because once he got it up, I mean, that joke could go back and do Broadway. Mm-hmm. You know, people people don't realize how difficult that is. But mm-hmm. you're talking about somebody that has all the money in the world, that's already proven everything that it is, you know, that needs to be proven mm-hmm. to establish themselves on the Mount Rushmore of acting, right? right? And they still doing the – I watched a deal on 60 Minutes <laughs> <laughs> about red hot chili peppers. I saw that too. I saw oh, that too. Man, that oh man, that was yeah. amazing. And all those cats are sixty now. Oh, when, yeah. when, when uh, what's the the, uh, the the not the lead guy, but Flea, the, no, the, not the Flea, his 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 buddy, and the, the lead singer. When the, that the singer. Joker took his shirt off, I was like, oh man, I got to go over and do some abs, man. <laughs> this Joker, dude, they they're they're killing it in every aspect, right? Now they struggle and they mm-hmm. probably suck in some areas, but mm-hmm. I mean. Body of work, Mariah Carey, right? Because right, right, we're right. going to have some, some bad people. Yeah. Uh, the body of work is is unmatched, man. Mm-hmm. They're still making new music. Yeah. And they so could easily go out and do a, a Lionel Richie. Right. I mean, and 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 Lionel have made a lot of money. Right. But Lionel concerts ain't never looked like, right. you know, Red Hot right. Chili Pepper right. concerts. Right. You know, so right. I, th- I think it's just about being very secure, you know, in our own lane and just continuing to do the work. And, and, and don't get distracted by what other people are doing. In, in, in our profession, and this is one of the downfalls of social media, mm-hmm. we get so caught up, you know, in, in what other people are doing, we start to compare ourselves mm-hmm. to other folks. Well, you, you, you know, you don't, you don't, you don't, I, no, I didn't watch, I didn't watch the Grammys, but my wife is on the, on the board of the Grammys. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We've been around the Grammys. I'm sick of the Grammys. Mm-hmm. You, you, you understand? Mm-hmm. It, it's like people have different experiences and different reasons and different platforms and different starting points and different. You got to remember that. And you, you have to be careful how we compare ourselves to other folks. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're just self, self-sabotaging. Mm-hmm. Right? You dope all in all by yourself. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. You dope. Mm-hmm. Like, like kind of like my first, you know, stand-up gig. Like, Listen, let's, I, not, I know I let's talk about that real quick. Mm-hmm. Let's, 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 so we can make sure everybody understands that. And then we can start this again. So let me, let me All first. All church folks you had on the front row. <laughs> you know, and a lot of those people still praying for you. And they was real oh. judgy. And they, they, well, they still praying for I you. Didn't like they, how they, they was cussing me. Well, no, they weren't cussing you. They were wondering, <laughs> were you having some kind of <laughs> crisis? <laughs> it gave me, 
I actually enjoyed it. Well, you know what's funny it about gave, it? It gave me Kanye. It gave you Kanye. It gave you. It was. It you know what? It did have some Kanye too. So to what you were concerned me, about? I think me and my, me and my brother in the back, we were dying. <laughs> you were dying for okay. You were. Were you laugh? Were you I dying? I was laughing. I was laughing, but then never since the podcast. Like, so let me tell you. I can tell. Let me tell you seriously. Let me tell you. First of all, let, 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 let's reset. No, let let's reset all so the they know. I want everybody to know what, what we're talking about. So we had. So we brought the comedy show back just for one one night uh, a few years ago, <laughs> and uh, it was actually for my birthday. We did it on birthday. Was day. it for your birthday? It was my birthday. Uh huh. I think. I don't remember being for your birthday. I don't know. I, I don't think know if it was for your birthday. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Well, whatever it was. <laughs> we did it. And uh we invited Johnny to be one of the the special guests, comedians. And this is gonna be his first time doing That's it. That's not what happened. We did invite he you to be called me and said, Hey man, I oh, want you to sponsor be. this. That's what he Oh But yeah. then and I yes. said I'll only sponsor if I get to if I get to do the stand up. Oh, okay. He said, You'll do it? He said, "Well, that was easy. This is gonna be a meltdown." I remember, I remember exactly what he said. <laughs> oh, he was ready. He yeah, was yeah, yeah, yeah. So I knew it was gonna be entertaining either way, right? Either he's gonna be good or he's gonna be terrible, and either way, it was gonna work, have right? We were gonna done, be entertained. Had you ever done no, stand up? Okay. Not at all. He had no. never done. No, you couldn't tell he had never done stand up. Yeah, no. So <laughs> everything went really well. And we had other guests who at first doing at that time. There was a minister from Concord. That's why he's saying all the church, all the church people there. That's Michael Green, who's a Associate minister at Concord, so needless to say, a lot of people showed up for him. And then uh, Dion, Dion, Dion Britton, uh, uh, Dallas, as most people know him, uh, he was there. Mm-hmm. And he you performed. had a couple of like uh, real comics, I think, too. And then a couple of yeah, yeah, yeah. and and right. two, two uh, yeah. professional comics, yeah. and so it was it was cool. And they all went went, and then we uh, we let Johnny come up. He we ended with him, right? We ended with Johnny. Johnny was the I don't know what I was thinking there. Now I messed that up. <laughs> so I, I shouldn't have done that. I messed the order up. I mean, I'm used so, to being the anchor. Don't worry. So, so Johnny, the anchor, he used to be an anchor on the, on the track. But he also just talked to you about how he lost that one that he dead last. But So he was last. And so we put him up. And oh, I think the first two jokes were actually pretty good. Let me t- oh, man, and let then me, he let went into in. this. Well, let me just say to, from my perspective. Then he went into... <laughs> It's Kanye rant. Yeah, it was very Kanye like, not 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 anti-Semitic and no right, foolishness right, like nothing, that. Nothing. But it was more like you you were like he was talking about God, and then you were like, well, does he know God? Does he? <laughs> then you were like, he need Christ. Well, and let me like, tell you what I happened. Think let me, you had a point. No, no, I, I know point, I had a point. But let it me just didn't you, come across. Well, okay, then thank you, but let me tell you okay. what happened. So in the beginning, it was great, right? It was here's what's funny. You know, I'm saying great. That's an overstatement. It wasn't ever great. But <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was going to let right. you make it on. It was, it was but serviceable. But Winston is in the back. Okay. <laughs> so maybe four minutes in, Winston was like, cut. Oh, he's telling you to shut it down. Stop. <laughs> Walk off high. <laughs> and then I said something uh, a- around the line of, man, it seems like there's a lot of church people here, right? Uh, and that's when the and real star followed. Spoke, that's when I realized, oh. All these people are church people. <laughs> See, I didn't realize that, right? Okay. So I just. So what was the problem? You were going to be Red Fox and then you had to change your, your set? What happened? I guess so, man. I don't, I don't really know. It was kind of. I hate to be compared to Kanye. <laughs> but it did take a. I, I remember specifically. And I, I went down this church vibe. And yeah. Was, but see, I'm a little demented from the standpoint of. I love seeing people. 
you know, kind of mm-hmm. like. Kind of squirming. Like, so yeah. I'm watching the church folk, and as I'm talking about them, you Real know, it's, it's the older, it's, it's two older ladies to my left. They are, they, they losing it. Okay. <laughs> it's a couple of other ones to my right. You know, one of them is literally flicking me off under her shawl. Like, she's <laughs> giving me the bird. You know what I mean? Like, like this is not cool. All right. Like, you insulting the church. You doing this and that or whatever. Right. So, you know, look, man, let's do it again. Well, that was the plan. Yeah, we're let's supposed do to do it again. again. So and, and it was it was awful, like I'll admit. Oh, but okay. I'll tell you this. Let me tell you what I learned from that. First of all. And y'all, listen. So, when we set this up, and we're going to announce that we're going to do this again, by the way. Uh, I don't want y'all to, when you see that Johnny's going to be, I don't want you to go, nah, he ain't going, he's terrible. <laughs> Johnny's got enough resources. I'm sure he's going to call Shuck It Ducky or somebody and have him write his, write his material this time. He'll be better. Get a little coaching. This go around. He's going to get coached up because he's top he, of the head. It is no way. Off the top of the head. No, nah, he ain't doing that. He's not Jay-Z, doing that. Jay Z, baby. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> so so don't, don't, don't not be with a little Tupac if it's some church folks. <laughs> Listen, just just do your set and you'll be fine. So let's let's do this. I'm I'm with it, man. I'm with it. I mean, uh, get your date, bro. I'm, I'm waiting on you. Mm-hmm. See, see how you're doing. I mean, that's what it was the first time. Let's or the second time. Get your date. When, when, when it works, let's figure out our our. Um, I hate to go back and I'm gonna tell you something. When John and those guys did it at um, where they did it, it was actually perfect. Right, because they were at the improv. But I would much rather us do something where we can keep the money uh-huh. and give it to charity. Mm-hmm. Okay. Does that make sense? I like that. I now, like that. Now, let me tell you something, another reason why theirs was so good. Everybody was full. Mm. It was a lot of alcohol being drunk. Oh, yeah. See, <laughs> I, we, that, that dawned on me when I was watching them. I was thinking, oh, no. They were too uptight. And you were great, for the record. <laughs> I never told you that. But, uh-huh. see, I, I didn't understand your relationship with comedy. Right. I was... I thought we was all going to just to be a debacle. You know what I mean? I was surprised. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, you were great. I knew you had like a. You know what I mean? You you Mm -hmm. got like a little funny bone sometimes. You know, you know, whatever, right? But but you were great. (laughs) That's not like that's isn't that a hater type? Isn't that a hater type? A little shade. Yeah, like an Eagles fan time at the Cowboys. You know, they kind of. You know, I don't know if he got five championships. Technically, it would be the it would be the opposite. Well, I'm talking about in general. Until now, until you know, you did great, man. And I thought it was so. We should we should do that. You know, we should do that. And um, we should do it uh, uh, probably in April because it's, it's tight now. We're going to lose a lot yeah. of stuff. To Ooh, you know what? How about, like, Good Friday? No, no, no. No? You don't want to insult the Lord. How you is know, that insulting? Raise the dead. But I think April would be good. Let's figure it out. Yeah, let's do April. Let's figure it out. February. Yeah, March would be two. Yeah, let's do, let's do April. Uh, we can do that. Um, so and we then just need to find a venue, and then and then uh, you need to find a venue that will also serve alcohol to help your situation. <laughs> well, it'll help our situation because we're going to charge money. Okay. okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, comedy is not appropriate in this in the business talk. Of okay, <laughs> <laughs> them together. You know? So yeah, so we need we need to find a, a an outlet who we want to, what charitable charitable uh, association we want to. Hook up with, and then we, we come up with a date. And we get everybody to come back out. I mean, we'll, 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 yeah, this will be good. I, my only concern is, is it, I mean, get, get, get the punchline. No, 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 no. I'm just, I just, I want you to. You, you need to do whatever you need to do. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't rely on yourself to pull it together, right? So if you need to get some help. Writing the stuff for you, whatever. Delivery is still fine. Al, they say Al, Drake. Somebody write Drake a, stuff. I'm not an alcoholic, man. Okay. okay. 
you're treating me like I need to go to a clip. Okay, no, no, I'm sorry. I don't mean to do that. But I, I, I want you to do I want you to do well. I want you to do well. Because it'll be more people sir. there this time, too. Yeah. So more people. I actually just thought about it. I was like, ooh, man, yeah, you, if we do it this time, it's going to pack the house. Yeah. And this is also like a, it'd be like a revenge tour. Oh, <laughs> this is a revenge tour? Revenge or revenge tour, you know. Well, I don't know about a revenge, revenge <laughs> tour. Is that the phrase yeah. for it? Yeah. Oh, this this is just be your comeback. Just follow me. This is your comeback. It's not about, it's not about me. It's, it's about the fact that Muhammad and his crew. I got jumped out there. Such a great, and they did a oh, great the job, yeah. right? So we we got to be dope. So yeah. see, you thought it. See, it ain't about me. Yeah. You know, it's about it's just about the the, the greater good. Here's the deal. We'll make sure we have some. Because uh, I think we're all the comics there. We're, we're gonna do all real estate people. We got to do all real estate people. <laughs> they did all real estate people, and it was great. Now, what I found out is they rehearsed. You know, they, they did a, they did a lot of prep work. That's kind of what people do before they get in front of people. So that's apparently what you did I, not do. I, you didn't understand that I might need to practice right. this. Do you even practice on your wife, kids, nothing. Nobody? Nah, my wife. My my wife actually said, "Now what are you doing?" She was out of town that day. Oh, okay. She's like, "Now what are you doing?" I'm sure she glad oh, she wasn't Lord. there. She probably was thank God I wasn't there. <laughs> I mean, I, th- I thoroughly enjoyed myself. I can tell you, you felt no, no. No, I felt it. I'm not a narcissist. I mean, I felt it. Right. But I'm okay in that. You know right. what I mean? Like, like I, I enjoyed it. It was fun. Okay. It was fun. Well, we will do that again. Yeah. So, all right. So, let's, let's, let's put a wrap here. We've been uh, long enough. So, here, here's, and we'll let everybody kind of give their, their uh, final point for people. So, anybody who, uh, whether you're a real estate agent, teacher in the classroom who wants to, to advance, become maybe assistant principal, principal, whatever, uh, whoever you are, I believe the most important thing, not the most important thing, a critical thing, because being really good at what you do is probably the most important thing. But next to that, you have to have the ability to influence others through the telling of your story and the display of your skill set. So in other words, I need to influence you all to think that I need to be somewhere else, a higher place. I need to be advanced. The company needs to keep me. I need you to to understand that. I need to influence you in such a way that that's the way you feel and believe that wholeheartedly. And I need to do it in a way to where I'm putting my skill set on display, right? I need to find a, a platform, a way for you to see it. I can't just be dope over here by myself in the corner because it doesn't work. I need enough people to see that, oh, this cat is the real deal. Real deal. And then they, through influence, will help open doors to other people and other opportunities. So the thing is, is influence, in my opinion, is what will get you where you need to go. So if I'm influential enough as an actor, as a person, so everybody in there, all these cats can act and all that stuff, but I need to be influential enough in the minds of people who have access to get me to ahead of the line, ahead of the line, ahead of all those people. I need somebody to be like, I like him enough to put him in front of the right people, ahead of these other folks, right? That's what every real estate agent needs to be trying to figure out. 
you know, this this market is that there there'll be fewer transactions this year. But if you increase your market share, there's no way for you to lose, right? It's all about increasing market share. And you increase market share through influence. Fewer transactions, but prices are going up. Mm-hmm. Correct. That is true. That is a good point. That is a good point. Fewer transactions. But as long as you have more transactions because your market share has increased, it's all good. It works. So what everybody really needs to be thinking about is how do I become more influential? If you figure that out, you're good. I love that, Al. I, you know, I, I often tell people, and it's, and it's a bit of a jerk comment, but I tell people I don't stand in lines. Okay. Just don't, right? <laughs> if I go somewhere and there's a line, mm-hmm. maybe every now and then I have to go to it. Every now and then. Okay. But influence um, turns into impact. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I love what you're saying because as you as you understand the power of influence, you'll realize that if you're talking right and you're doing right, it becomes impactful for people. And not only will you not have to stand in line because somebody will see you and say, mm-hmm. hey, you know, come through. I got mm-hmm. 12 with me. It's all good. Come through. Uh-huh. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. So it's like just understanding that and then taking advantage of it and then being a, a great steward of it. Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. being a great steward of it. We started off by talking about chasing mm-hmm. and, um, I think the end goal, as we discussed, is is how it it'll flip. Mm-hmm. You'll no longer have to chase; you'll become a magnet mm-hmm. for what you've worked for. And uh, and I can and I can honestly tell you that, um, you know, that has really been the case in my life. And I and I don't I say that from a place of humility, and a place of uh, a real servitude because I'm grateful for it, and I'm still working to even develop that even more. But there are just certain things at this stage of my life uh, that don't apply to me anymore. They applied when I was starting off, but at this stage, I'm okay with saying, no, nah, no, nah, we're probably not going to stand in line. We're probably not going to stand in line because, A, we're going to pay the fee so we don't have to, mm-hmm. or we'll know somebody. We'll have mm-hmm. we'll have relationship, mm-hmm. an influential relationship with somebody that can make it work for us. So I think that's what it's about. Mm-hmm. And I think from a real estate perspective, although I'm in the title piece, title world i've watched a lot of realtors stop developing relationship Mm -hmm. and that is cancer to your business Mm -hmm. it's cancer to your success and just cancer to your growth you know in general so i'll just say just continue to work on your business continue to grow your your um, your network uh make sure that you have you know phenomenal networks in many different places not just in real estate but Mm -hmm. in many different places and 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 I think I think things will, you know, will will will, will turn out great. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just a matter of just doing the work. Absolutely. Benita. Oh, am I ending this? Because I I feel like we should end with Johnny for sure. But no, I was gonna say um, there's this um, saying I don't remember who I heard it from. Um, talking about building relationships, especially when you're in the sales and really any any business um but is uh they say the more hands you shake the more money you make um but also on top of that you know like he was saying being a good steward like be a good person treat people you know well because that that really i i know me personally i always try to treat people well and you know do good and nine times out of ten people come to me all the time like oh she's a good person 
um, and they just want to work with me or, you know, be around me or whatever because how you treat people, how you make them feel, and like you said, for um, the ladies in Target, the, those experiences and everything like that, they're going to come to you regardless. Mm-hmm. You may not be the, the smartest person in the room or the most likable or, you know, whatever, but, you know, if you're you, the way you make somebody feels feel really helps as well. Without a doubt. That's what, that's what, that's what they want. And, you, and as long as you go through life uh, understanding that you don't get to get, but you give to get, it, it all works out. So that influence is when I if I have an opportunity to do something that will benefit Johnny, benefit Benita, benefit Marcella, and I'm attuned to that, and I figure out okay how I'm going to find a way that they benefit from this. And if you become that person, that everybody seems to if they they around you or associated with you, their life is better for that. You good. That's the key. Yeah, you're good. So, well, I thank you all for checking us out today. Again, if you have any real estate needs whatsoever, we, you know, the the, the fine folks at Monument Realty, uh, in particular Miss Benita Love and Marcella Robles, who's our, our producer, but also a real estate agent at Monument. Producer extraordinary. Yes, yes, yes. Would uh, would love an opportunity at your business, and so we will also be announcing pretty soon. Uh, a date uh, for this this comedy uh, extravaganza where gonna, Johnny Collins we're, will we're come gonna, back. We're going to announce a date. Hold on a second. Oh, okay, well, okay. here we go. The by the tenth. That's Friday of this week. Okay, so by the tenth, we will have. I love deadlines. Okay, you love deadlines. Well, we will have <laughs> we will have that announced venue and all, and so we'll we'll be ready to to roll on that. But I thank you all for listening to us. We know you didn't have to. Um, but uh, if you like what you heard, tell other people about the show, and we'll be back next week with a brand new edition. Got to so. share, like, and click. Tell them to share, like, and oh, click. Oh, that's what I'm supposed to say. You got to share, share, like, and subscribe. click. Subscribe. Subscribe. Do I, yeah, all those things they say and do Turn that. Notifications on. <laughs> all right. Y'all have a good one. Thank you. All right.